Sasha's defense in that first quarter was great to watch. Like he got a few tips, um, uh, got a block and everything. So I really like how uh, he was able to play that defense in the first quarter. He was passing the ball, but not only that, he was playing some goddamn good defense. So shout out to Kevin Herter. I think that was honestly his best all around game as a Sacramento King since he's been here. And speaking of Javel, like just him being a trailer on a pick and roll, Mm -hmm. Just the fact that he's a threat, he, he just opens the floor so much. That Fox midi, that floater that he hits, just because he looked everybody off and everybody thought he was going to pass the JaVel. Uh, welcome to the Beam Unit. It's Daily. Joined by my co-hosts Naima and Elizabeth. Kings beat the Lakers in overtime. We needed this so, so bad. First quarter, almost a perfect quarter from the Beam team. Fox shakes AD with some Kevin McHale footwork. Uh, with five and change to go. Davion, Sasha, Monk, Fox, and Herter is the lineup. Domas floats a beautiful alley-oop to Sasha for an easy layup. Uh, Herter hits a three, so thank goodness his uh, poor shooting streak is broken, at least for today. Um, Davion hits a three as well. It's a freaking block party. Sasha blocks Rui, Javel on Cam Reddish. Uh, Fox looks off his defenders and hits the floater um, just because Javel was a threat in trailing. And... Uh, so good. And so I just want to say, Javal being a lob threat makes it so easy for our guards to get easy layups um, because the defense doesn't know what to do. Um, Naima and Elizabeth, what were your takeaways from that beautiful first quarter? Um, no, I just, what I especially loved of that first quarter, like you said, Daly was pretty much uh, practically perfect. But Sasha's defense in that first quarter was great to watch. Like he got a few tips. Um, uh, got a block and everything. So I really like how uh, he was able to play that defense in the first quarter. I also really love that they started to target AD on defense, particularly because it was working. Like AD could not stop Fox and it, he just kept going at him to the rim and in the paint as well. I believe we had um, more points to them in the paint the entire game. So I'd love seeing that as well. Oh God. I like, you know what? Fuck the rest of the quarters because, like, God fucking damn it. This team, I fucking love them so fucking much. Like, I swear to God, we just beat the fucking Lakers without two of our best top fucking players because Sabonis fouled out and De'Aaron Fox is hurt. And hopefully it is not that bad. He looks like he's limping really bad right now. But, like, this is why Monty McNair made the moves he made and made the team as deep as he fucking did for reasons like this. Like, it is absolutely insane, and I'm sorry. Kevin Herter had his best fucking game as a Sacramento King. I don't care what y'all want to say about it. The shit that he was doing, not just scoring points, because he only had, I think, like 12 points tonight. He was rebounding the fucking ball. He was passing the ball. But not only that, he was playing some goddamn good defense. So shout out to Kevin Herter. I think that was honestly his best all-around game as a Sacramento King since he's been here. But holy shit, we just beat the fucking Lakers, you guys. Like, oh my god, it's always so great when you beat the Lakers, like I fucking love it. Well, also, not only that, we, we actually got Herter back on track. Hopefully. Exactly. And he's yeah. breaking the streak. And, and that was a beautiful thing. Not to mention the block party. I'm going to go through the second and third quarters um, just because, because they're kind of uneventful as far as on the King's side with seven and change in the second quarter to go. Davion gets his third fucking foul. Uh, Cause we all know why um, three minutes in Lakers cut the lead to three. Then Kevin Herter hits a much-needed second three. Block party continues. Keegan blocks AR. Uh, Austin Reeves. Herter blocks AR again. 
Uh, Fox is a, hits a beautiful backdoor to HB for a tough land. And then um, Fox turns Austin Reeves into a gutter ball and hits an easy midi. Uh, Fox ends the half with an off the dribble three. Like what the fuck? He's never hit that before. And now he's hitting off the dribble threes. Let's go. Um, I really hated the drop off in offense in the second quarter, but I love how they closed out the half. And then again, I love that block party. In the third quarter, Kings get 3,090 seconds. And we all know that free throw disparity, right? Um, Keegan hits a midi. And I love Mike Brown taking a time off, timeout when the Lakers make a little run, kind of like what Steve Kerr did in the last game to the Kings. Um, but in the third quarter, Kings have this lull in their offense again for most of the third quarter. I will say this. Um, our leaders, Fox and Domas, both got timely and ones. Uh, and that was beautiful to see. Fourth quarter, Lakers take the freaking lead, which I kind of don't count. I, I just feel like anything that the Lakers did as far as their pushes, a lot of it had to do with um, timely calls by the refs and, and timely flops. I'm being biased. I know. AD. Struggle. What's up? Oh, shit. D'Angelo Russell, for that matter. Um, <laughs> Fox drives, misses. Domas misses. But Keegs gets the end one. Herter gets a block on AD of all people. Murray gets a timely interception looking like Derwin James of the charges. Uh, Fox steps on Gable's uh, Gabe Vincent's foot and hurts his right ankle. Less than three <laughs> minutes to go. Domas fouls uh, gets fouls out on a ticky-tack foul on Guess Who, AD, who flails out AD. of bound mm-hmm. uh, like he got blasted by a bazooka or some shit. Uh, Keegan hits a clutch three with 90 seconds to go, 25 seconds to go. Kings lead by two. LeBron hits his right-handed driving layup, which everybody knows is coming, but nobody can stop. Respect mm-hmm. to that man. I hate it, but I also love it. it it's crazy. You know he was going to do that. He does it all the time, and he makes it. Uh, it would have been beautiful if Keegan hit his walk-off three. But he misses it. And again, leadership. Fourth quarter, Fox hits a midi. He also gets a timely uh, foul and hits his free throws. Um, I'm disappointed that that no one stepped up, though, um, while Fox was limping. But then overtime comes. Herter gets a timely rebound. Monk hits two threes. Playoff Monk is back. Herter hits a clutch three with 25 seconds to go. What? Chill with your Herter slander for now, at least for 72 hours, y'all. Liz, I'm going to let you go off on everybody that was doing Kevin Herter slander. I mean, it's the same fucking shit that, you know, the same with Harrison Barnes. It's always is when they have a bad like streak of games or whatever's happening, they always want to say, trade this person, do this, do that. Like it takes fucking time. People, people go through shooting slumps. It fucking happens. But guess what? If you can be on the floor and not hurt this team, like Kevin Herter was doing tonight, he only scored 12 points. That's not a lot of fucking points but he contributed in many other ways. His rebounding tonight was exceptional. He went up, and I believe he got a rebound over Anthony Davis. Like, he got fucking up there. And getting rebounds over Anthony Davis, we all know, is not fucking easy. So shout out to him. Everyone can literally shut the fuck about him for, like, at least a couple days before the Warriors game. If you want to slander him after the Warriors game, if he plays bad again, whatever. But, like, this is why Mike Brown continues to make this team so deep. These guys continue to step up. Like I said, we finished that overtime game without our two top players on the team sitting on the bench prayers to fox i hope he's fucking okay that ankle looked fucking nasty but i'm just so happy for this team i'm proud of these guys they continue to fight they continue to go out there and fucking produce malik monk too coming off the bench in that overtime i believe he finished with like 10 points or 12 points in overtime like he's fucking overtime monk what can i say like he did it last year against the clippers he's doing it against the lakers fucking tonight he loves playing against the la team so 
it's just next man up mentality and i fucking love it so let's go let's like that game yeah i i just love how they stayed together and um this was all hard i feel like especially with fox going out and then domas following out as well i think that they understood like they need to keep it close and um the shots that monk and kevin hit were huge and i saw like when kevin hit that three i believe to put us put the kings up five you could see he was living for that he was loving that so i'm i'm glad that he's finally playing well and he was hitting his shots today and hit some important free throws as well and can i say anthony davis flops way too much he's too big to be flopping like that i don't care it sounds biased i don't care he's always he reminds me of joel Embiid. i'm not sure why people don't um talk about how much 80 flops as well because it was ridiculous game and he was getting away with so many illegal screens and flop like just flailing all the goddamn time on the uh offensive side every time he didn't get a rebound so like offensive rebound he was just flail making trying to get a call or something so that's my little rant on these the calls uh tonight but just very you know who's gonna get a call from the league though is fucking d'angelo russell when he was going down and kevin herter was guarding him he flopped so fucking bad like Kevin heard like mm-hmm. little like a little tap. Like it wasn't even anything in D'Angelo Russell. Oh, with like, his body. Oh, like he yeah. tapped him with his body on I'm his like, body and then he moves his head. Fucking flopping. Like he'll get I guarantee you they're gonna fucking find his ass yeah. shit. If they don't, that's fucking he, crazy. It was actually crazy how D'Lo was he was foul baiting the entire time. Every oh, single time he got the ball, he was trying to get a foul. I'm like, just play the goddamn game. Yeah, that's Sorry. when you that's when you lose, is when you play to fucking get fouls, that's when you fucking mm-hmm. lose. So that's what happened. So my only note <laughs> for the overtime is just that the Kings showed resolve when Fox was Ooh, sitting on the bench with his hurt ankle. They showed resolve in, in balls of vibranium, and they stepped up. I loved seeing playoff Monk come back. I love seeing Herter uh, take care of business. Oh, my God. What a beautiful game. Uh, I consider it wire to wire since the Lakers had so much help from the refs. Uh, the free throw disparity is is proof. We beat a Laker team with a combined box score of 80 in, in LeBron, 57 to 31, actually. And, and we still won. So I think that's saying something, not to mention a little help out from the refs. It is what it is. Um, I'd like to say before we someone else talks. Also, I really loved Mike Brown's rotations. Like he was really trusting his guys to uh, play team defense, especially on, um, with AD in there and like LeBron in there. So I really loved that uh the the rotations he was putting in and everything and having like shooters on the floor on the offense and then like keep switching out if we needed a bigger body but putting javel in in the ot so i was i really love that yeah shout out to javel because that first possession of overtime he fucking he was up on anthony davis and got that stole that ball right out of his fucking hands i was like all right javel like i see you but unfortunately he had that fucking tap out and it went right to lebron for a fucking dunk so i'm like god damn it of course and speaking of Javel, like just him being a trailer on a pick and roll, mm-hmm. just the fact that he's a threat, he, he just opens the floor so much. And I think I already mentioned this earlier, but it's like, oh my God, that Fox midi, that floater that he hits just because he looked everybody off and everybody thought he was going to pass to Javel. And then Monk got an easy land just because Javel was rolling with him. Oh, so good. So glad he's here. Um, Keith and then Domas Muse and then Struggle. Woo! All right, listen. Little under the weather. Uh, been partying the last five days in my city back in Sacramento. I didn't know if I could do it, guys. I didn't know I could come back on here and give it a performance. But if the Fox can finish the game on a badly sprained ankle, damn it, 
I'm going to give it my all. Uh, Domas Muse, see the follow. I'll follow you back in two seconds. Listen, that was the kind of win where you got to really dig down deep inside. Now, listen, I've been hearing everybody talk about hurt or this, red velvet, that. I'm going to I'm gonna put myself to the fire because I know Woke Deep was in here earlier. So if you see him, tell him I own up to this. I was the first to admit it. I said, get Herter off the floor. I've seen enough. He was struggling again, but I give Mike the com- the congratulations to keep him on there. And I give Kevin his flowers as a person who doubted him because Kevin could have easily gone in the bag in the third and especially the fourth, but he stayed put. He got some huge rebounds. He knocked down some clutch free throws. So Kevin Herter, respect because he got back in there. He did the damn thing. So we don't win that game tonight without Kevin Herter. So I eat crow on the Kevin Herter situation. Um, what I liked most about this win was that this is the type of game Sabonis fouls out late. Fox twisted ankle, even though he had another great game, another 35 plus seven to nine performance, whatever the case may be. But there were guys on this team that if they're going to go deep in the playoffs, if they're going to take that next step daily, Liz, Naima, if they're going to take that step, then we need these guys to show up when the time calls. I give Mike Brown kudos. He threw Vashank off in there when Sabonis fouled out. He put McGee there in overtime when we had no depth at the big and the front four and five. And he kept Kevin out there. But most importantly, you know, David talks about this. It was not a great offensive night for Keegan. But I love the fact, Daly, Liz, Naima, I love the fact that when the time came to step up, Keegan put his balls, his nutsack on the floor and said, I'm doing the damn thing. And if I miss, I miss, but I'm taking the shot. That is the Keegan Murray that is going to elevate the Kings to a finals contender. That's the Keegan Murray five, ten years from now. We say he is the missing link to this team. He is the third superstar. That's the guy who's going to make the difference. And we don't know how bad Fox is hurting. It looked pretty bad. We don't know. But there might be a good chance we're at without Fox for a good period of time here. So we need Keegan to be aggressive. And I love that. But this is the type of game where we blew a 16-point lead. We let them back in it. Still won. Still grinded. Still came out on top. And I keep saying it again. This team last year even though the Golden State loss was death was disheartening and depressing, this team last year learned so much in crunch time in big postseason games. It's nothing to them down the stretch. Oh, and by the way, shout out to Mixtape Monk, who is the absolute dog on this team, who has the irrational confidence we need off the bench. Everyone did their damn thing. We're two and one. We make up for the, the blunder in Golden State. We're lighting the beam tonight, and we're going to the finals. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, Keith said really great things. So energetic. I'm more of a low-key guy. I'm going to be low-key. Um, great win. Great win. Loved it. Loved all the team adversity, especially with, obviously, Sabonis fouling out. Um, Fox was seeing his ankle. Fox got another 37 points on Lakers. Lakers can do nothing to stop him. Nobody can stop Fox because he is him. And Fox will run down push the debt ball down anybody's throat any time of the day because that's who he is. Um, I hope, obviously, Fox did look pre- walking back into the locker room at the end of the game. Uh, I think he had like two people helping him, barely putting any pressure on that. Uh, I If this is like a longer 
not longer, but if it is obviously time away from him playing, thankfully it is early on in the season, not later. I would much rather have this be an early on injury, but he's he's a beast. He will push through anything. Um, so obviously we have the Warriors game on Wednesday. Um, if for me personally, if he is injured, I don't want him playing. I don't want him to re-aggravate it. I don't want him to risk the re-injury. But aside from that, um, like uh, like Keith said, the confidence in Keegan Murray, um, six for fourteen. He's he's shooting the ball. I mean, he shot the ball. I mean, he was the third most field goal attempts, fourteen attempts, and he had shot the ball nine times from beyond the arc. And that that look at to end the game was amazing. Uh, I would give that to him any time of the day uh uh k dot herder um that man he is pushing through adversity he is in the preseason he got benched it's preseason you never know but as a full-time starter and being benched in preseason i'm, I'm sure it can definitely put a lot and on your heart, in your mind, everything. But he does not stop pushing. That man is a beast, in my opinion. Everybody has shooting slumps, yeah. Uh, bad as Ke- Kevin? Maybe. But he's putting it on on the defensive end. He got the defensive player of the game. He got seven boards. Um, like, that Kevin Herter... You would never see seven boards from Kevin Herter last year. He's finding ways to help the team out other than his shooting. And so I think that's a great look. So I'm happy, but I'm happy for him. Hopefully he keeps it up. Um, If he needs to just, if this 12-point thing is a continuous thing, then oh well, as long as he's putting in the energy and effort on the defensive side. So go Kings. And and keep in mind, Kevin Herter knows how much pressure is on him. Like every reporter is asking Mike Brown and, and all the other Kings about his shooting slump. Like the last press conference, that was one of the key questions that was asked three times to, to uh, three different people. It's ridiculous. I didn't want to say, um, I feel like I don't give enough love to Domas, but I love that man. Um and he had a double double again, three games, three double doubles. And he's, I think he's leading the league, or he's like second in rebounding. So shout out to him. I, I think he's gonna um, lead the league in double doubles again and rebounding like he did last season. So shout out to Delmas. He had a good game. Uh, but I do have to say, I think he should take more shots. Like he only took eight shots, um, and I know he was in foul trouble today. But it's like I think. He needs to be more aggressive in his scoring. I know he likes to play uh, unselfish and get everyone involved on his on DHOs and um, cuts to the basket and things like that. But I'm like, I need we need some more dominance at the at his spot. I feel like. No, I, I agree. I wish he'd be more a little more aggressive and shoot. I mean, if he could, like, if he can continue to shoot that mid range and like, if that could just be something that's like, you know, semi automatic for him, like that would be so fucking huge. But I mean, he just contributes like all around, like his assists. I mean, the rebounding is out- outrageous. He had like 15 rebounds tonight. Um, but yeah, like it's like having him foul out. But again, next man up and those guys stepped up in his absence. Like it was crazy. I think at one point they had like Fox, Monk. Um, no, no, no. I think Davion came in. It was like a defensive substitution, but they had like the smallest lineup on the fucking floor. 
and like somehow like we get through that shit like it's absolutely insane so just shout out to all like the bench and everyone they just contributed to a massive win tonight yeah i mean you could arguably say that the uh fox and domas are, are like unselfish to a fault i mean you know i know mike brown loves it when fox gets his and he we need to get a bucket when uh we're not shooting well but then yeah domas is so unselfish and he gets everybody involved and i think that leads to him taking less shots which is what you guys are saying can i also say too um god ever since baby rain was born like fox is like like i mean we know fox was good but like fuck fox is like crazy now that he has a baby so Rise, you guys need to make baby number two <laughs> like put it in the air because if this man has two babies and he goes off even more like i'm all fucking bored so. hey dad strength <laughs> is real man i'm serious dad that, strength that baby, Fox is like rain thing. was also they showed a picture of rain like during the broadcast and he was like passed out and i'm like that's so insane like a fucking sold out crowd just screaming yelling i mean i know he has the big old headphones on but like he's just passed out like you know just chilling and I was listening to Deuce and Mo, and someone said that he puked last game, like on the court. I don't know if that's true. So, if anyone can confirm, we need the intel. But if you really did, that's fucking funny. Oh, and that commercial is is so dope. I know, God, he's such a he's so cute. He's literally Fox Junior. Like he he's gonna be just like his dad. Yeah, I think he was like crawling or walking at like two weeks. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> he's probably gonna be shooting a ball by fucking age one. Like he's just gonna be dropping dimes and stuff. Jesus. Thanks for your patience. Struggle. What's up? Good game, by the way. Hey, good game, man. Uh, good game. If you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. I'm, I'm telling you, that was a fucking great game, uh, regardless of. I mean, there's false disparity. You know, you know, I am Savonis. I'm objective. There were some ticky tack calls, some flopping, like you guys mentioned. AD does yell a lot when he. It's similar to what uh, Paul Gasol used to do um, as well. So it's kind, of, it's kind of annoying. But I'm just gonna quickly go through the Lakers side of things, and, and then I'll get to you guys. Because I was impressed by you guys. Um, you know, AD to not get the ball and our, and our point guard play was atrocious. <laughs> he didn't get any touches at all down the stretch. And I think that contributed down the stretch to, to the L that they deserved. Uh, so terrible point guard play and our guards have not shown up and they did a good job. Herder. Um, I will say um, Davion Mitchell, I said this on my timeline. I think he has a smart itis in terms of he gets over too aggressive and you got to play to the refs. And yes, it's, it's bullshit that refs, you know, call calls, but you got to understand, like, once they call that call for ticky tech shit, you got to adjust and nuance your defense. And I think that's something that Davion will learn as time goes on. Um, but the way I like his aggression, at least he's, at least he's trying. So the Lakers did a poor job, man. And you guys did a really good job ball pressing and running us off the fucking gym earlier on. I thought you guys let us off the hook personally. And I thought we were going to, we we're going to have a blowout tonight, but we didn't. So, you know, that showed some, some, some positive, uh, some positivity for the Lakers at least. But I want to say the Kings, man, this is major growth. Do you guys remember when Mike Brown used to talk about this shit, how the players uh, uh, last year, maybe this was last year, how they would let the calls get to them. They would stop trying. They would focus on the calls, but they didn't. You know, Sabonis filed out. Fox had his, uh, Fox is a dog, man. I, I love this guy. He's great, man. He's great for the league. He's great for the Kings. Um, and congratulations on the shoe deal. You know, that's a game respect game. That's why Curry signed them, right? So, um, you know, Fox having that much heart to galvanize his team. And what I love about Mike Brown, man, is that he he got so mad at Keegan when he didn't take that shot. <laughs> I think he called a timeout and got on his ass. This is this is championship DNA right here, man. This is this is guys that won't let you fail. They'll he'll get on you and, and he'll stay on you. And that's 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 the 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 spark to that championship DNA that you guys are gonna have. So I was really impressed with how you guys really came back from that. It just shows growth from last year of how this team's gonna 
not be an easy out. Like people are counting them out, you know, when it comes to the playoffs um, this upcoming year. And this is a team with growth under their belt and a championship head coach with championship DNA that's going to encourage his guys. You know, it doesn't matter if you guys are in a shooting slump. Just keep shooting, let it fly. And eventually, as long as you do the little things, like you guys were talking about with, uh, with uh, Kevin Herter, things will show up and um, eventually, you know, things, this shot will start to fall. But I was really impressed with just the fact that you guys uh, were playing together, regardless of the adversity and the, and the ticket tech calls. So well, I love um, Keegan, too. Yeah. Like, you bring up that point about Mike Brown. Um, Keegan had a point where he traveled, and they just showed this on the, like, post game. He had a moment where they traveled, and Mike Brown called for Sasha. Sasha went to the table, and then Keegan drains a fucking three. And Mike Brown's like, Sasha, get back on the bench. <laughs> it's just, it's so fun to see, like, the growth of Keegan Murray. I mean, it's his second year, and he's, like, he's being asked to basically, you know, like, kind of be that guy, like, to step up and, like, do things. Like, they really, truly believe that he can be a potential fucking star in this league. And I love that they're giving him, like, basically the reins to do so, and they have the confidence in him to do so. So it's just, like, the coaching staff with him, like, have been amazing. Like, we could not be any more luckier than to have just not even Mike Brown, but all the rest of the coaches on that coaching staff, just developing Keegan into like what he could be before our eyes. Like, again, he, this is only his second year. And we've already seen a jump from last year to this year. He's being so much more fucking aggressive off the dribble. He's shooting like crazy. Yes, he did give up that three and Mike Brown fucking yelled at him. But like, that's good. Like if you're like, I've always stood by this because I played basketball. If your coach is yelling at you, that's a good thing. If your coach stops yelling at you, that's a fucking bad thing. So Keep yelling at Keegan, Mike Brown. I don't give a shit because he will take it, even though he looks like, you know, he wouldn't take that well. But he'll take all that criticism and he'll just continue to work on his game. So I fucking love Keegan Murray for that. And struggle. Yeah, no doubt. Would you agree that uh, Gabe Vincent ahead. should be shooting way more than he does? Um, I yeah. I feel like he's so good uh, considering <laughs> his playoff performances. Uh, how do you feel about that? No, I agree. I agree. And I'm going to let my plane after the Gabe Vincent uh, just on your, on your team. But Gabe Vincent, yeah, they don't run actions for him. But a lot of our fans, they don't watch a lot of other teams. They're clearly, you know how it's a bonus. I watched a lot of Heat uh, basketball, and I told I told him, like, he was pivotal to that win versus the Suns because of his deflections. Like, his offense is not going, but they got to run more sets and motion offense for him. Like, if he was on the Kings, for example, he'd be perfect in terms of because you guys run DHO, things of that nature. You guys are constantly moving back door and putting pressure on the defense, JaVel rolling, Sabonis, you know, in the mid post, looking to, to pass the ball, you know, with flare screens and, uh, pin downs and stuff like that. So yeah, I I, I would definitely say, man, he's got to shoot the ball more, and he's not in rhythm, and that's part of the problem why our guards are struggling right now, including Riachimora, um, who came on a little bit uh, there. But getting back to the Kings, and I'll let my plane here. Um, like I said, Monk is is a baller, man. He's a professional scorer. <laughs> I've always, I've always thought this guy was was something special in terms of, and I wish we never let him go. But you know, the money. I'm, I'm glad he landed with you guys because. I already know you guys are going to uh, take care of me. He's in good hands. So uh, great game, guys. Um, worthy opponent. And I look forward to watching you guys live here in Oregon versus the, the Blazers, of course. Definitely a fun team to watch and uh, high respect for you guys. Appreciate that struggle. And, and yeah, I think one of another one of your great pickups is some was Torian Prince. I think he's a stud. He's one of those connective tissue guys that I think will help you guys out a lot. For sure. I think too, real quick is uh, like speaking of Luke Monk, they said on the broadcast, I think Katie said this, she said basically like both coaches of your, like the Kings and opposing coaches are scared of Malik Monk. And I said, that is the truest fucking thing I've ever heard because sometimes when he's dribbling around, you know, you're like, oh shit. And like, what is Malik going to do? Is he going to do something crazy and throw the ball away? Or is he going to do something crazy, make a great pass? Like 
Malik Monk is like that exciting, but like also like your fucking heart is beating out of your chest every time he has the damn ball because you just have no idea what that man's gonna do. But I fucking love it. So oh, I was so upset when he skipped that rock, <laughs> that little skip pass, bounce oh, pass yeah. that he threw he to uh, HB. It's there. like, come on, dude. Yeah, God, I love him. That, that pass wild. to Sasha was nice though, where Sasha got an and one. I didn't think he was gonna get it to him because it was between two Lakers, but that pass was nice. Oh, he he totally redeemed himself at the end, for sure. Um, Playoff Monk arrived tonight. Yeah, I I was actually just about to bring up um, Colby Jones as well. So uh, we all know Fox is the Wolverine of um, healing when it comes to ankle sprain, so he's probably going to be back in maybe one game, maybe two. But um, what do you guys sort of think? Who who do you guys like to see go into the starting lineup? You thinking Davion, or you thinking, um, or, or Malik Monk? And then it'll be Davion. You reckon Davion? It'll yeah, it'll. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it'll be Davion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I just just watching Monk, just seeing how um how how much creation he was he was giving the Kings at the end of the. Fourth and the um and the overtime. I, I can see Monk doing it, but even if Davion starts, there's no reason why Monk can't. can't but with Davion, the the weird thing with Davion is, I feel like whenever he starts and Fox isn't playing, Davion always has usually a great game. So like the more minutes he gets, the more he's able to like kind of show like what he can do because he doesn't when he plays his minutes, he kind of plays them in like spurts and things like that. Like it's not really enough for him to like sustain like a you know like a constant and a continuous like offensive game or anything. So. I like he usually scores like ten points a game when he's playing when Fox isn't playing at all. So well, and the thing is, he's like our best defender as well. So when you, when he's starting, he's getting that best defensive assignment, and and that's showing that's you know that that's showing his value to this team when he's when he's you know starting starting the first and the third on the best player. But yeah, I definitely think I can see Mark finishing. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see Colby Jones, man. I, I really want to see it. Yeah, I'd actually really be curious if. Um, if he plays on Wednesday against the Warriors and if they match him up with Steph, because I'd actually really like to see him guard Steph for a little bit. I mean, I, you can't stop Steph regardless, but it'd just be fun to watch him. Oh, man. Ahead, I, I think you guys are setting me up for disappointment because if they don't play Colby Jones, I'm going to be pissed. Uh, so I'm going to try to forget this conversation and not expect <laughs> it at all. I'm serious because it's hard. It's hard to get in the, in the starting or in the rotation, even if a player's out because um, yeah. he is a rookie and, uh, we all know how that goes. Hopefully, Mike Brown gives him some burn. All right, so Beam Squad, you guys hear me? Yo. We got you. Yep. Dude, it's a great win. Fuck Los Angeles. No shade, but, you know, I got to hate you. Um, I, uh, I love it. Great win. Like the Beam. But this is what I wanted to talk about tonight. Colby Jones, I want to see him play more. Uh, Foxy looks okay. He's an Iron Man with, well, you know. Not exactly an Iron Man, but those ankles. He's been hurt before with it. He'll get through it. I'm not worried about him. I've hurt my ankles before. When it, when it, when you're an ankle, uh, when you're a weak ankled person, it's just part of the lifestyle. You know, it happens. It comes and goes. He's gonna be fine. But I think he should take his time. I'm not worried about him with his All NBA numbers later in the year. Um, so take his time now, because you know he's gonna push through the injuries later in the season. And let's test the depth of this squad. I want to see these young guys play. We don't even we haven't even seen Trey Lyles yet. Okay, I want to see Davion get starting minutes and Malik close out games. And I'm excited and I'm not worried about it. Our record might suffer a little bit, but I think it'll be good for the growth of the squad. We beat the Lakers tonight in overtime without our two All NBA players. 
I want to push the limits of that. I want to see how deep the squad really is. And keep lighting the beam, baby. Good to see y'all. Well, shit, they should freaking hit up uh, Patrick Mahomes' fucking people because, you know, they got him playing on that high school sprint in the fucking playoffs last year in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, that shit's crazy. But, yeah, no, I hope Fox is okay. But you're right. It would be nice to see the depth of this team and what they can produce without him on the floor because, I mean, he's probably going to miss some games this season. It's just how it goes. I mean, there was only, like, what, like five players last season that played all 82 games, Harrison Barnes being one of them. Um, But it's not a very likely thing in the league because you're going to sustain injuries. You're going to do things like that. You're going to get sick, whatever it is. So, yeah, I'd really like to see the depth of this team. Expanding upon that, I'm curious. I haven't been listening the whole time, so maybe you guys have covered this. But thoughts on the very small lineups he was running before overtime. Um, If we're going to see a Foxless squad, I think we might see more of that with our depth at forward and wing. I was shocked to not see JaVale come out immediately. Uh, Made sense when he came out in overtime. But curious your guys' thoughts on this ultra small lineup we saw yeah no i loved it i t- i kind of talked about it i was saying because katie and uh mark were basically speaking on it they're like this is like the shortest lineup out there and they made a joke about it but i mean yeah i mean i loved because javel was perfect in overtime i mean he started right off the bat stealing the ball from um anthony davis on that first possession and then um then when they brought in malik i just thought malik ran the offense beautifully uh, you know, so if that's how they decide to go, I mean, obviously, I think if Fox is out Wednesday, Davion will start, but I do think we'll see a lot of like Monk, Kevin Herter, like that kind of lineup, um, without like a true point guard. Who was the five for that small lineup? Oh, god, it was there were a couple of different ones, he changed it around a little bit. Yeah, I think it was and Sasha, like Sasha initially, was in there, was yeah. yeah, yeah, initially it was Sasha, and then he took De'Aaron out and brought Malik in. And left Sasha on, I believe. Yeah, so it was Fox, Sasha, um, Herder, Keegan, and Barnes, I believe, that yeah. were out there. Which is totally so, brilliant, yeah. right? Because it's kind of mm-hmm. like Trey being the small ball five where they could draw mm-hmm. out the, the center. They're big. so. And it worked. They got stopped even with that small ball lineup with AD out there. I mean, I don't know how the Lakers don't get it to AD at that point, but we actually got some stops and um, scored on the other end. So Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, Struggle, what's up? Yeah, I was going to answer your question earlier about the connective tissue guy. I'm going to go to uh, Iggy's former teammate in Harrison Barnes uh, being a connective tissue guy for for the Sacramento Kings. Um, and then I, I like to see uh, Chris or uh, Norte, um, you know, get more uh, tick for you guys. And I think it's going to be a good opportunity uh, with Fox style, of course, and then with Davion doing his thing. Um, I know some Kings that have, uh, fans that I've talked to, they don't, necessarily want them both on the floor at the same time so maybe perhaps this will be a good opportunity to kind of have them you know uh subbing in and out for one another or uh him coming in with the second unit while Davion sits down after you know the seven or six minute mark in the first quarter that type of thing but I also think he's an underrated pickup the kid has a little bit of streakiness and a, a little bit of a nastiness to him you know yeah. watching him in Indiana so I, I really I really like uh Dorte for you guys and I hope he gets more tick as time goes, uh, time goes on, and I want to see what he what he does as well within your death. I think he can definitely uh, crack, you know, the fifteen to maybe sixteen minute uh, mark. Uh, well, he played a little more consistently for you guys. Yeah, he actually yeah. played twenty six minutes against the Warriors the other night. Um, but it was kind of weird because he played more than Malik, which I don't I don't think should happen. Personally, he, he did as good as you can though on on, well, yeah, on Curry. Did, but... You know what I mean? So I think that's why, and I hope he gets way more burned against the Dubs again. Yeah. He will, I'm sure he will, especially with Fox out. He's definitely going to. And I'm glad you mentioned him, Struggle, because every time I watch I him play, he does so many good things. 
Duarte does so many good things, even if he's in a shooting slump or whatever. Um, yeah, he's a yeah. coach's player uh, daily. Um, uh, that's uh, Carlisle spoke highly of him um, when he was with Indiana. I mean, the kid just has a, a knack for uh, 50-50 balls. This is the small things that you, you can't measure um, when it comes to the stat sheet. Um, and those are winning plays. You need you need a player like that that's just going to say, you know, this is my role. I'm not trying to go out of it. Um, and you guys have that type of uh, atmosphere, so it's it's a great pickup. I, I like the trade for you guys, and then I just uh, believe he will be, uh, you know, a building block for you guys uh, in the future. And I yeah, love well, that lineup. Crazy. Go ahead, oh, Liz. Sorry, sorry. I was just saying, what's crazy is like, you know, like I was I was like, for, I forgot about Duarte for a second. I'm like, that's what's crazy about like our depth on this team, like there's so many different options for Mike Brown to kind of go to when like someone has the hot hand or whether you need a guy who needs to play defense. Like there's so many options. I think Kessler Edwards even got a few minutes out there playing defense when they put like kind of that defensive lineup in there. So it's just, it's so nice when you have a team that actually has a fucking bench uh, that you can kind of go to and you can call guys up and they're, you know, ready at any moment to go out there and just do, you know, what they're being asked to do. So it is very nice. Yeah. And with Duarte now, it's like if Davion and Duarte are on the floor at the same time, that's like two, above average perimeter players that we have on defense. And then with Javel in there, it's like we're a fucking wall. And I love that lineup uh, from the bench. Yeah. The moves they made were incredible this season. Um, Torino, what's up? Torino, I think we're going to have you close this out, man. It's been over an hour. It's Sunday. I, I want to unwind with my wife and my dog. It is what it is. Yeah, no, you all good. My bad for coming in late. I was actually out watching the game. Um, very solid defense. I don't I, I maybe it's me might have been the best defense I've seen him play as a king and you know he just was a lot more than just a shooter tonight so I got to give him his flowers on that um you know I'm almost certain he's going to get defensive player of the game for us and um he deserves it you know he, he stayed poised and he just made himself more useful than what we're accustomed to as fans. So um, shout out to him for that. Um, and yeah, you know, shout out to the squad, you know, beating, knocking out the Lakers. Um, always a great win. Uh, you know, when we can, when we can beat them. Um, had, you know, my heart rate was up and down for sure, especially towards the end, you know, a little, you know, things got a little erratic, you know, some, sometimes there were some plays that were made, you know, kind of, um scarcely um and uh just glad that the guys held together and was able to pull out the win and let me just say this laker win considering it's a laker game and it had trash refs with really poor calls there's nothing more triggering to this traumatized fan base than this type of game and if we lost this game uh, we would have been extremely disturbed even more so than that a dubs loss a few days ago it's just the perfect combination, perfect storm to make us upset. I do want to plug uh, what I put up in the Beamtron, um, our pre- season premiere with Deuce and Mo. Uh, they were really gracious with their time. Uh, it was an excellent conversation, although short and sweet. Uh, I got Morgan Reagan, of all people, to go full Homer and say some ridiculous shit uh, to get everyone hype. <laughs> and she did it begrudgingly, but she was a good sport about it. Really good conversation. So check that out. If you have not already, um, thank you all for coming out. Um, we needed this win, and and I love it. Liz, Naima, any last words? 
You know, it's funny real quick. Um, speaking of that episode, like literally I thought of, cause you know how we do like the bench, um, you know, or start bench, like Euro league or whatever. I had like the greatest and we'll talk about this in the DMS, but I have the greatest scenario for the next time you interview, interview them for that scenario for Morgan. She'll fucking love it. So. Oh man. You know what? Yeah, hopefully it's, it happens, but it's with drama Deuce, filled, so it's going to oh, be good. That's hilarious. Yeah. With yeah. Deuce um, having a gig now and, and all that i mean that's why i was so thankful because they really don't have time they yeah. don't and they made time yeah. for us and which was the most beautiful thing so yeah they're shout out to them um you guys are the best we are out of here enjoy do or whatever it is you're going to do on your sunday night enjoy the week we got we'll be back on wednesday i think it is when we play the dubs yet again for the fourth thousandth time in, in a year uh it's <laughs> wild yo we appreciate you oh naima anything any last words um, I just wanted to say I love Fox so much. I love the ovation he got when he came back in to the game. I really hope he's okay and everything. Um, I I think he'll be okay. But yeah, uh, shout out to Fox. Shout out to the team. It just shows how much like this team means to him. The love for the game for um and all that. So yeah, like the B. Fuck LA. Be LA forever. All right, you guys. We appreciate you, and we are out. Take care, y'all. Good night, y'all. Good night. Light the beep. Ow.